Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Welcome to episode 54 of the Move the Stairs podcast. 54. We are recording on Friday, November 19th, 2021. 54, I know, it's crazy. Time flies. Still we are so happy 54. you're joining us for today's exciting conversation. Sarah, how are you? Well, I clearly I'm feeling interrupty and sort of goofy on this Friday <laughs> morning, but um, this, I got to tell you guys, this is really an exciting conversation that we're going to have today. Um, a reporter, and you know, we bring in these reporters to um, really help give you an understanding of what members of the media are trying to, um, you know, what what they face, what it, what their challenges are, how to help them do their job. Um, and so today we're talking to Laura Drotliff, a reporter from Hemp Industry Daily, and she recently published an article highlighting how the FDA has finally. To, to an extent, uh, address the <laughs> hemp industry for the first time in two years. So that's the good news. But Jordan, that's maybe there's yeah. some bad news. There you know, too. it's not really that exciting, though, because they didn't really offer much that we didn't already know. And, you know, as we know, it's a huge pain point for the hemp industry. So, you know, I'm really excited to ask Laura about how brands can continue to keep their concerns relevant. Uh, and more importantly, newsworthy, because if you haven't yeah. had any news changing at the federal level from the FDA in over two years, um, it's hard to make that a news story. Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and on top of that, you know, what we what we tell people, what we tell our clients in the industry is now's the time to get prepared and lay that groundwork right. um, so that as you are on top of the regulatory changes at the federal at the state level, and there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, it gives your brand the opportunity to um, kind of be out in front, to have the messaging, have the be communicating with your customers, um, with your audiences uh, as needed, because you're trying to stay compliant, but you're also trying to be transparent and make it really clear to your audience, to your customers, that you are a transparent, trustworthy company who is um, on top of the regulations and staying current with them. And um, that gives you the opportunity to talk about how those um, regulatory changes are affecting your industry. And that's what, you know, we call thought leadership. 
Yeah. And then finally, if you, you integrate all that together, Sarah, um, you know, given the stalemate that we've seen for such a long time, um, you can kind of craft this into a nice strategy so that your outreach across all platforms to your stakeholders, those who mean most your company, um, you know, it, you can do this outreach in a way um, that's tasteful, but also establishes kind of that transparency as you were talking about. And I think that goes a long way in uh, building brand loyalty and uh, customer loyalty as well. So uh, without further ado, we are so excited to be joined by Laura. She's joining us from the Hemp Industry Daily to talk about the FDA's most recent remarks. Laura, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us today. Well, and we are so grateful. So you have done an article. Can you remind our listeners um, about what the FDA said earlier this week um, and why those, you know, remarks, that information on, on, you know, the first information that we've heard from them on hemp in nearly two years was kind of a wah-wah. Underwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for sure. Um, yeah, so essentially... I was at the uh, National Industrial Hemp Council Summit this week in uh, Washington, D.C., so they were able to um, get, get a spokesperson from FCA to come and speak during the event. And yeah, it was pretty overwhelming. It was a, a pretty general FDA, um, you know, uh, bottled speech, I would say, in a way, um, reiterating essentially that um the agency's position is that it needs additional CBD research and safety data before it can be, um, before it can consider CBD for uses beyond prescription drugs, such as like a food additive or a dietary supplement. So it's sort of a message that has been, you know, continued to um, be put out there to the industry and um, uh, there have been a couple of different NDIs, new, um, applications for new dietary ingredients for, from um, large companies within this space. And um, those were just recently, um, I don't know if the right word is to be, to, to say rejected, or they, they were, they didn't go through essentially. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was those that, um, the information coming out of those also is um, is good information for the industry. But um, but it, yeah, it just essentially um, the message is we need more research, do more research and uh, give us more safety data. OK, so that yeah. doesn't this conversation forward very much. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and this has been such a nagging issue for the industry for such a long time. Um, what are you seeing as you talk to people in the CBD industry about, like, how is this affecting those businesses? You know what I mean? Like, what are they, what is, what, how do they feel this is, is not allowing them to expand their business or, or, you know, do what they want to do? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's a big point of pain, as you were saying. It's a it's a source of frustration because 
um, brands are feeling like they cannot grow grow beyond where they, you know, they're they're a little bit stagnant. And meanwhile, the demand for CBD seems to continue to increase among consumers. So, um, so there's a lot of frustration from brands in that um, the lack of regulation, the lack of clarity from FDA is a consumer safety issue for one thing, mm-hmm. um, and it's also definitely um, putting putting forcing a huge bottleneck within the the industry and that the brands can't really, you know, grow as much as they may want to grow. And, um, and also some of those larger CPG companies, consumer product goods companies are not able to get into the market, which would really, um, you know, kick the market up a notch. Um, You know, some of those larger consumer brands are very interested and, delving into CBD, but they just feel like without approval from FDA or without any kind of guidance, they can't, they're, they're very hesitant to stick their toe in the water. So, um, so it really does create a huge bottleneck and not only from the, the human health or the human side, but also on the, on the animal side, uh, FDA also regulates animal food and animal um, treats. And, you know, so essentially um, not, um, not right, not um, providing regulations for CBD also kind of like puts a big bottleneck on the on the food animal food side and um, uh, for both livestock and uh, companion animals as well. So it's 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 a big source of frustration on both uh, both human and animal um, product um, product sides for those brands. Bottleneck is think, right. Yeah. yeah you know, looking through the lens of a journalist, you know, if you haven't had any regulatory changes in the last two plus years, mm-hmm. um, you kind of have to, if if I am a frustrated CBD business owner, I have to reach out to you with something that goes beyond, I'm frustrated because you know that, um, your readers know that, um, and, you know, everyone out, everyone within my company knows that. So it's, you know, un, um, kind of unearthing some of these unique angles to, you know, why this is a pain point for a given company that would get coverage. And I, I one of the things that you referenced in your article is talking a little bit about the supply chain. Um, and, you know, you were talking about hemp being a source for uh, potentially um, livestock feed and how that, because we're seeing um, supply chain issues with that, you know, uh, if that was approved, even on an emergency capacity, you would see a little bit of relief there. So, you know, how did you think of that particular angle and to include that nugget within your story? Because it certainly raised my eyebrows when I saw that. Yeah, you know, um, so one of the speakers at the event was speaking about that. And I have also written articles about the um, about the issues with animal feed in mm-hmm. the past. Um, so Hunter Buffington, she, ne- she now is, I think, the VP of policy. I'm not entirely sure her entire um, title, but she works Mm -hmm. for Santa Fe Farms. And she was saying she's, she's an expert in all things animal feed. She's doing a lot of work in working with the industry to develop uh, research and um, get the approval um, process going and get what we need from FDA as well as AFCO, which is a, a large uh, organization that approves animal feed ingredients. Um, so she's really been um, 
heading up that whole effort. And she mentioned the fact that there's a huge supply chain issue. Um, there's a huge grain shortage for animals currently because of the supply chain um, issues that we're, that we're seeing in every industry right now. Um, and that, you know, she's been talking with, uh, with, with people in the beef industry, the chicken industry, you know, and, Everyone is saying, you know, it'd be really nice to be able to use um, some some of those hemp uh, hemp products, hemp grain, and and uh, plant material that's just sitting in silos right now, just sitting in storage. So, um, but but we can't because you know it's not approved. So there also was talk about you know maybe maybe the next maybe the first step for animals would be to see if we could get FDA to approve. Um, the use of CBD and hemp feed for companion animals that don't go in the, into the, uh, the food chain. So mm -hmm. um, that might be a first step and a way for um, the industry to show FDA and to show um, AFCO that, you know, um, the, the results of using those products um, with animals. So that's, that's some of the, this, the talk, but yeah, we just kind of have our ear to the ground to different experts and um, it's good to be able to, you know, call on them to be able to, to get some of that expertise. Well, those topics and those, um, what we would call those, those sort of story angles, mm -hmm. um, I think are so fascinating. And like you just said, you've always got your ear to the ground mm -hmm. because you're looking for, and we've heard this from other reporters as well, these larger trends of like, if I've heard it two and now three times mm -hmm. right now, you know, there's something larger going on here. And um, that's a way we call it insider media relations. That's what we specialize in, but mm -hmm. that's a way to, um, I think, build these really authentic, helpful, useful relationships with members of the media to be able to right. say, you know, I've got this, information I can provide, you know, a valuable information about this particular um, supply chain issue that is not just affecting my industry, but all of the industries, this is how it's affecting us mm -hmm. without pitching a product. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? And we really try to help um, make sure that everyone understands the difference um, between, you know, being a useful thought leadership media source and, you know, constantly being out there saying, you know, look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that really is a great example of that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great to be able to um, hear from some of those brands and those leaders to be able to, to, you know, I mean, those, you know, people who are brand leaders are out there in the market. They're, uh, they have their, they know what's going on because they're experiencing it, right? So it's, mm -hmm. we really um, appreciate their, their perspective not in like as you're saying that in a promotional way but mm -hmm. just to be able to tell their story and how it's affecting them because they're really part part of the industry and um if it's affecting them it's also affecting their peers and other companies like them so um and p and in my experience in journalism uh, in trade journalism especially <laughs> um companies you know and uh whether they're growers or brand leaders they like hearing from their peers mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I, I look at that as a huge opportunity, especially as your um, brand is working toward becoming a thought leader. You know, you want to be that person that, 
you know, journalists turn to, um, you know, whether it's trade journalism or a general assignment reporter, uh, you know, in your local, um, you know, market area or TV coverage area. So, you know, for your experience um, working in agriculture and specifically in hemp, you know, what type of opportunities have you seen for brands that have been really proactive at engaging with um, the FDA or maybe their state government um, or politicians about, you know, these types of regulatory issues? Yeah, you know, it's great to see. Um, there are so many brands that have just kind of, uh, they've hired government policy relations people um, as government policy directors, uh, pub, you know, government relations. Um, they've been extremely involved in working with FDA, whether they're through uh, in hemp industry organizations or just on their own, you know, lobbying on their own. But um, these leaders, they want to hear from the, the people within the industry. They want to hear from their constituents. And so, yeah, I mean, no matter who you work for, if you're a small brand or a large brand, you know, um, it's everyone has the same opportunity really to to reach out to your um, members of Congress and to the uh, the lawmakers in these agencies and just you know tell tell your story and tell them how regulations or a lack of regulations affect you and your business because um, you know they they want to hear it and they like they always, at any event that I'm at where they're speaking, they're always saying, you know, we can't do it. We can't do it in a vacuum. We can't do it alone. We need to hear from you so that we can, you know, make, make regulations and laws that make sense. So yeah, I just encourage everybody to just, you know, to, to reach out and don't be afraid. Don't feel intimidated because they're on Capitol Hill. They're there because you put them there. So. Right. Well, and I think that's such a, um, you know, helping everybody understand those those stories and helping kind of be able to tell that and and you know helping you be able to tell those stories so that you your readers um, have that information. You know, we kind of uh, one of the things the reason that the the podcast is called Move the Stairs is um, it's a long story. I won't go into it now, but um, it basically is like make the best of what you've got. You know, it's a really challenging regulatory environment. It's really challenging to, to um, on what you can say and you can't say. It's really challenging to tell these stories right now. But I think it's um, with the approach that, that you're taking, that industry publications are taking, you know, trying to, um, you know, get out there and talk to people and really take that kind of larger view um, is so important right now. And that's, that's a, um, great, uh, you've given some great examples of how to kind of make the best of this environment that we're in right now. Yeah. Thank you. It's very important to just, yeah, speak up and, and use your experience to your, to your benefit, you know, because it's your experience and you know what your business is doing and you know what your, what your expertise is. I mean, a lot of times um, I find that, you know, industry brands are great sources of uh, industry um, knowledge and, you know, like you were saying, um, expertise um, and thought leaders in a certain space because they have the, the years and the knowledge and the, the, um, 
the experience to be able to really contribute to the conversation. So, I mean, a lot of times we'll go to and speak to growers or researchers, but brands have just as much to offer. You know, I think, Laura, when it comes to, you know, working toward um, developing trust within the community, um, and that's a major, major factor. And um, when you're looking at something like brand loyalty, and I think that if you can earn the trust of a journalist uh, to reach out to you as a source, uh, you'll be able to, you know, kind of instill, you'll have some instilled trust within the public. So my question to you is when you're looking at, you know, CBD brands, and as you mentioned, the demand has never been higher, um, you know, brands are popping up kind of left and right. So how do you discover, you know, who to follow? How do you vet them? And, and um, you know, what's kind of your process and why? Yeah, you know, um, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, social media is a great thing for one thing um, to, you know, I, I'm always looking at LinkedIn in the mornings and throughout the day, really. And there's so much expertise on that, on that network. And there's so much networking going on and so much knowledge coming from that, that spot. So, I mean, I've, I've actually interviewed people that I've never actually met before. I've just like found them on LinkedIn and I liked what they had to say, or like, I thought what they had to say was really interesting. So um, that's one, one way that I gather, uh, gather uh, sources. And then also, I mean, a lot of companies are great about, you know, reaching out to us through email and saying, you know, we, we have this expert who is, um, or, uh, you know, somebody who wants to speak on, on a certain topic like Delta 8 or CBD regulation and that sort of thing. And uh, I mean, that's always really helpful because, you know, we like to have a variety of different sources instead of going back to the same people every time. So, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just a, uh, a variety of different things between social media, email, um, people reaching, calling us or, sending press releases um, and then, you know, who we meet at industry functions, you know, it's all, it's all about relationships, right? I mean, it's a small industry in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you get to meet somebody and um, they have like some really interesting things to say, it's, you know, easy and you know them, it's easy to pick up the the phone and, and, you know, call them and ask them a few questions about something. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't have said it better. Like we couldn't say it better ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been doing it for 20 some years and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, like we all, we, we need relationships too, you know, so it's, it's, um, important to instill those with, uh, if you're a brand with, um, with the media, definitely. Yeah. One last question, and then we'll let you off the hot seat. And, and okay. I am so grateful for your time this morning. Yeah, you know, when you. you see brands and brand leaders using their voices in a targeted way that um, addresses these industry pain points, mm-hmm. um, like what are your calculations as to whether you turn to to that? particular industry leader as a source? Like, how do you vet the people that you want to talk to? Yeah, I mean, I look at, you know, if if there's, if there's a lot of promotion going on, like we're, we're journalists, so we can't really, you know, right, promote brands or, or, you know, 
or use anything promotional. So if we're able to see that somebody is speaking on uh, on uh, a topic like industry pain points, um, like regulation, like, you know, uh, well, Delta 8 is, <laughs> is a really hot topic right now. And right. there's people who are talking about that. But so, I mean, if there's somebody who's speaking with authority and has a, a you know, decent background and we can see that they're, you know, like a scientist or they have a lot to bring to this conversation, um, if they're, you know, maybe offering up some different points of view that somebody hasn't, you know, that, that hasn't really been spoken about before. Um, that's always really interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess vetting them, we just kind of look at their experience and what they bring to the conversation and what kind of experience um, and um, authority and um, credibility they bring to the bring to the conversation. Sounds like thought leadership to me, Jordan. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today on the Move the Stairs podcast. I know you're so busy and we are absolutely grateful for your time and your perspective and for, you know, really highlighting the, <laughs> the you know, latest sort of big news, no news. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of that in the industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope we'll be able to talk with you again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I had fun talking with you both. And thanks so much for having me. It's been great. All, All right. right. Take care, Laura. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that was a fabulous conversation, Jordan. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I, I really enjoyed how Laura was able to offer her perspective as a reporter and, you know, really highlight and say, yeah, we've had no news um, for the last two years, but, you know, there are unique angles that a brand can take um, and approach, you know, and, um, you know, pitch a story essentially to say, you know, we have more to offer than just complaining about something that we know is not going to, you know, change or hasn't changed. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think um, some of the stuff that just really absolutely jumped. Oh, I wanted to say one thing that I noticed that Laura did that is such a great um, just tactic when you're talking about really difficult things. Mm -hmm. um, she said, um, and I'm trying to remember the acronym. It was CPG, consumer product, consumer. Um, oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Anyway, she said it mm -hmm. and then she defined it, you know, in the course of the conversation and in an industry where you are um, using lots of acronyms and lots of fancy terms and fancy things. That's just such a great habit to get into to, to say, um, you know, you've got to use this technical term to be accurate, but then define it immediately right. after. Um, you use that term <clears throat> to make sure that you're inviting everybody into that um, that conversation. Um, and that's just a really good um, habit to get into that kind of falls under that insider media relations banner, making sure that you're bringing everybody along in that conversation. Right. Totally agree. Um, you know, one, one thing I thought, uh, you know, really stood out to me as well um, in, in that kind of last segment that we had, Sarah, she had talked about how, you know, brands who are willing to speak out, um, brands who are 
um, doing this on a consistent basis. You know, they have established that digital footprint that, you know, we've talked about so often on this Move to Stairs podcast. You know, they're, those are the people who she's willing to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's in, you know, her and many other um, trade reporters kind of have to sift through the promotion um, right. through their inbox every day. So, um, you know, I love how she referenced LinkedIn being a platform, mm-hmm. um, you know, for some of these C-level or, you know, business owners, large or small to use as a platform to really talk about some of these issues because, you know, on, on, uh, online or on Facebook, on Twitter, you can kind of get caught up in some of the wellness and, you know, some of the other um, social media campaigns that may, um, you know, move a reporter away from the issues that you're really concerned about. So I love how she brought up LinkedIn. That seems to be the platform um, where people are, are really having some serious conversations about what's happening in the industry. Well, and that's a function of knowing your audience on each yes. of those platforms. Like your your consumers, your buyers might be on Instagram, mm-hmm. but you're um, outreaching, you know, interacting daily with reporters on Twitter, but they're checking your LinkedIn mm-hmm. to see, are you putting out information that is transparent, that is establishing your credibility in the industry as a thought leader? Or are you dumping out, you know, buy my product stuff left, right, and sideways on all of your right. platforms? So that really gets to, um, you know, this idea of thought leadership and being very strategic about what you're talking about, where, mm-hmm. and how you're building credibility, building that, you know, filling your trust bottle every step along the way, but in different ways to different audiences using different messages. And, you know, as I mentioned, too, if you these reporters do their homework, Um, I don't care what publication, whether it's a general assignment reporter, your local TV station, newspaper, radio affiliate or a trade reporter like Laura, they're doing their homework and they're vetting you and they're vetting your brand. So So you got to pass the sniff test. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, That's why I had to throw out my deli meat the other day. Did not pass the sniff test. (laughs) (laughs) But we got to wrap this conversation up. Right. But they're looking at that, um, your, you know, what you're putting out there into the digital space. And if you have a strategic plan, you know, through brand protection PR, where you're working to establish that, you know, build customer loyalty through your messaging, um, you know, make sure you're transparent in what you're saying, um, you know, from your business owners, your C-level suite, so that the information you're putting out there for journalists looking for story angles is accurate. Um, you know, that that's going to go a long way in really kind of encompassing all three pillars of brand protection PR, you know, the thought leadership, you know, establishing that customer loyalty and really re- leveraging those relationships, those mutually beneficial relationships. Mutually with beneficial relationships. Exactly. It's not one sided. Yeah. No. Well, <clears throat> we would love to thank Laura Drotliff again from the Hemp Industry Daily. She's just wonderful conversation today. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, we are so grateful that she joined us on the Move the Stairs podcast. And we thank you, the listener, the viewer, for joining us and, uh, you know, spending a little time with us here on the Move the Stairs podcast today. We really appreciate it. We will yeah. catch you again in a couple of weeks for our next all new episode. And hopefully we're not talking about expired deli meat, Jordan. Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> all right.